The Mid-America Music Festival is back, bigger and better than ever for 2021. Rocking Northern Missouri with Autograph, Slaughter, and Great White. Plus the 90 Days Band, Friday, July 16th at Black Silo Winery in Trenton, Missouri. Gates open at 3. Concert starts at 445. Tickets, camping, food trucks, and more. Information online at midamericamusic.com. Midamericamusic.com. Autograph. Slaughter. Great White. The 2021 Mid-America Music Festival. Friday, July 16th. Presented by CFM Insurance. Grab your friends and get your tickets now at midamericamusic.com. Midamericamusic.com. Hey, this is Tracy Guns. Maybe your second favorite maniac wielding guitar, you know, lobotomist. And you are on the road to rock with Clint Swizer. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now on the road to rock, powered by the Great American Sports Network. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. And for the second straight week, you are on the road to rock with Clint Schweitzer. I have a different pep in my step. I have a smile on my face, and I'll tell you what, it's got to be this tremendous early summer weather we're having here in Missouri, and the fact that the podcast rebranded from Music Mania to On the Road to Rock. It is, uh, you know, the feedback's been tremendous. Last week was our initial run under the new name On the Road to Rock, and we had Joey Allen from Warrant fittingly joining us on that uh, inaugural episode. Of course, if you follow the Music Mania podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, this feed is the same. You are getting the updates just like normal. The new website, guys, is roadtorockpodcast.com. That's where you can get all the updates, concert reviews, and keep up to date with all of our interviews, which, guys, we do on video. At least 95% of them these days we're doing a Zoom interview, and those are for our exclusive uh, YouTube subscribers. So uh, you can find that by uh, going to our YouTube channel, which is Great American Sports and Entertainment. That's where all of our stuff's archived now. Guys, I do a sports show. I've done nostalgia stuff, lots of videos. And uh, at least for YouTube, we're kind of putting it all under one banner, Great American Sports and Entertainment. So check it out, subscribe, and be sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to take in the show, we have got your back. I don't know about anybody else, but Memorial Day weekend, that is the start of summer to me. I don't care that June 21st is what the calendar tells you is the first day of summer. To me, it starts Memorial weekend, and I had a great weekend uh, at the lake, at the Lake of the Ozarks here. If you've ever seen the show Ozark on Netflix, not quite uh, you know the, the correct picture that you have in your head of what uh, life is like down at the Lake of the Ozarks. Much more laid back, lots less crime, although... I guess I should admit that there was a shooting at the Lake of the Ozarks while I was there at Shady Gators. Now, that's not something that is common, and uh, that is more fitting, I guess, for the television show, uh, the Netflix show with Jason Bateman. But, you know, as we look forward to here, bands are dropping tour dates on us like manna from heaven. And it seems to me 
and I've drawn this comparison uh, in the last couple of days because you know I'm a big sports guy and uh, cover sports on, on our website gasnsports.com and uh, the podcast that I have for that is the Elite Sports Podcast. So Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks ago now announced that they were going to postpone their tour another year. Now maybe that was a good idea, especially after seeing Vince Neil solo footage from this past weekend. It was not great. We've all seen it. And uh, maybe it's good that he's going to get another year to, to maybe get in shape for this. Hopefully, I guess that's the hope. But are, was the stadium tour the Big Ten football conference of the 2021 concert season? Because last year, if you remember, the Big Ten, that's uh, in college football. You got, you know, Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, those type of teams in that conference decided they were not going to play college football last year. The science was too... Uh, too deep. There was going to be people die. If you played college football, we are out. Well, around that time, the SEC and the Big 12 announced, uh, forget that, we are playing and sort of undercut the Big 10. They later got back on board and played the college football season because it was ridiculous that they were not. Now, since Motley Crue, Def Leppard and Poison, since that tour got announced that it was being postponed, there have been so many tours announced. Guns N' Roses just announced a tour. I think right off the bat, you had like Sticks and Collective Soul announced a tour. Green Day and Weezer have announced a tour. Tour dates are coming in from a lot of bands uh, like Warrant. We talked to Joey Allen last week. It is every other day you see a new tour pop up. I think the Foo Fighters are going back out there late this summer. Alice Cooper and Ace Frehley. Just look around. The tours are coming in. So I think they might have screwed the pooch a little bit. They probably could have got that tour in. In fact, I think Guns N' Roses is going to be in L.A., right around the time that that tour was supposed to be in LA. So yes, they could have gotten it together. I think they balked and they thought it, that other bands were going to follow. They didn't. And so they've got to wait another year and it's another year of Live Nation holding on to your money. I don't know how comfortable you are with that. I digress. This week's interview, this week's joining me on the road to rock is going to be none other than for the first time. He's losing his virginity right here because none other than the axe wielding maniac, Tracy Guns from LA Guns and now Sunbomb. He has a new album out uh, with Michael Sweet from Striper. It is heavy. It is in your face. And as Tracy describes it, it is the um, heavy metal album that he wanted to listen to as a young man. So they have done this. Go check out Sunbomb on Facebook and go check out the album. It's available on all digital platforms. Really heavy. And Michael Sweet, got to admit, his vocals taking it to a new level. You know he's got that pulsating high falsetto on this album, it is uh, times 10. It's on steroids. And Tracy Gunn's always been one of my favorite guitarists. You know, LA Guns, they themselves, in fact, uh, have a new album on the horizon. It's called Checker Pads. Checkered Pass. It's coming out this November. Not only that, but uh, for you LA Guns fans, July 9th, um, LA Guns featuring Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns. Have to say it that way now. It is not uh, Steve Riley's LA Guns, which is another story. And we're going to get into that with Tracy. But the uh, live album is called Cocked and Loaded Live. It's going to come out July 9th via Frontiers Music. And as the title implies, the performance celebrates the band's treasured second album, Cocked and Loaded. One of my favorite albums from that era, by the way. So be on the lookout for that up here uh, July 9th. Tracy, you know, he lives half the time in Denmark. And all, one of the most, uh, you know, really prolific uh, guitarists. He, you know, to think about all that, that they've done since he rejoined LA Guns with Phil Lewis. They've had two albums come out, uh, The Missing Piece and I believe The Devil You Know uh, in 2017 and 2019. And now he's doing the Sunbomb record, which is awesome. 
and then a new LA Guns album, which is coming this November. I think that just strictly touring-wise, they've been road graders, man. They've been out there, and they've really been uh, pushing the LA Guns name. And I saw, I've seen them twice now, uh, Tampa at the Brass Mug back in 2018, early 18. And then I believe late 18 uh, at uh, in Kansas City uh, at Aftershock. So I think it's tremendous. The, the fusion that exists between those two, there is something there. We're going to talk to him about that, talk about the lawsuit that really, uh, you know, Tracy sued former uh, LA Guns drummer Steve Riley, who's trying to use the name LA Guns. He now uh, has to legally call it Steve Riley's LA Guns or Riley's LA Guns, however they have it. And uh, LA Guns moves on with Tracy and Phil, which is tremendous. It's uh, how it should be. That is the guitar and the voice that you know from LA Guns. And so it really works. We look forward to hitting up so many shows this summer. Guys, it's going to be really a summer to rock. And that's why one of the reasons we were branded this podcast, On the Road to Rock, is more than just a podcast. It is, you know, a, a, about a lifestyle, about uh, how, for me, being on the road, traveling, covering these shows, doing reviews, doing interviews in person or, or you know, on, online or however it may be, it's all part of the experience. And uh, we'd like to thank all of you for being on the road to rock with me. And coming right up, Tracy Guns is going to be on the road to rock with me, in fact. Stay tuned. Live music is back with this year's Mid-American Music Festival presented by CFM Insurance, July 16th through the 18th at the Black Silo Winery in Trenton, Missouri. See Great White, Slaughter and Autograph, July 16th. Granger Smith featuring Earl Dibbles Jr., Morgan Evans, Danielle Bradbury, Travis Marvin, and more July 17th at the Mid-American Music Festival. Purchase your tickets and see the complete lineup at midamericanmusic.com. That's midamericanmusic.com. Tracy, what's up, brother? How you doing? Dude, you froze in the frame there for a second. It was a funny, funny little freeze frame of you with the guitar. What's up, man? Looking good there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great time. We, we appreciate you coming on with this, man. This is a first. We've, uh, we've had Phil on the show a lot of times, and we're, we're uh, kind of, um, you know, ending your virginity, so to speak, here on On the Road to Rock, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Well, so prolific you have been, good sir, in this last year of craziness. And yeah. I want to I start with Sunbomb, because I, I don't know, did, did you expect to sort of have this reaction that, that Sunbomb has had, because it's just been a couple of weeks now since the album dropped, but rave reviews all around. Man, this thing's really, uh, really hitting a chord with, uh, with rock audiences, man. This is great stuff. Well, I mean, the idea was to, you know, make something that we would all love, right? You know, I mean, that was, uh, you know, a lot of preconception on the record, you know, like once I decided, well, it's going to be a metal record, then I'm, it's just going to be a metal record. And, and I thought that if people heard it, that they would like it, you know, if, if specifically metalheads, you know, it's a metalhead record and um, it was specifically written for us older metalheads, you know, and I figured if I liked it, then probably other people would like it too. We'll kind of talk about uh, Michael Sweet because to me, uh, his vocals here, and we know what a unbelievable falsetto range he has, and yeah. and he's well known, of course. But it seems like he takes it to another level on this album. Like it's way up there, and I mean, and it and it is heavy. Just kind of talk about uh, yeah. what Michael brought to this, and like how blown away you were because these vocals to me are just over the top. It's great stuff. They they are over the top, you know. And when I had written some of that music, you know, and, and I was thinking, well, 
who's going to sing this? You know, I mean, you know, that's, that's the, that's always the make or break moment, you know, as a guitarist, who's going to write lyrics and who's going to sing it. And is it going to make it great? Or is it going to make it crap? And Michael, I had recently met, I had met like a year before we decided that this was going to happen. And I'd gotten together with him a couple times and just a great guy, you know, really, really nice guy. And I went and saw Striper at Whiskey and he blew me away. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's as simple as that. So I had a couple songs written and I thought, wow, what if Michael would want to sing this stuff? You know, and I sent him one tune and, uh, you know, I said, hey, what do you think? And he said, what is this? And I said, I go, well, me, you know, do you want to sing on it? And he's like, he said, yes, you know, immediately. And then I said, well, would you sing on 11 of these? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, are you making a record? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, and you can tell by the music, you know, what direction I'm heading in, you know, is this something you want to do? And he said, absolutely, you know, and um, so it took about a, a year for me to finish recording and writing and, and getting all the music finished with no lyrical ideas, no melody ideas, nothing. So the record was just like basically a instrumental metal album without any vocals. So I sent it to him and he said, okay, it's going to take me some time, you know? And I said, take your time. And I had gave him no direction. I didn't suggest anything. And a year later I started getting all the songs completed wow. back. And that week where I was receiving those songs, you know, like one a day, two a day kind of a thing. It was like Christmas every day. You know, I was so happy. It was so over the top. He did such a great job. Um, and at that point, the album for me was successful. You know, it's like I accomplished what I hoped to accomplish. And that was to make a really what I consider a classic, you know, late 70s, early 80s metal album. And I think we nailed it. Absolutely did. And I think that the uh, hard rock community certainly agrees about that. Uh, Michael Sweet's a good friend of ours. Uh, really love everything he's done. You know, I think Striper doesn't get the due. And maybe, aside from uh, L.A. Guns and yourself, maybe one of the more prolific artists uh, from your genre uh, from the last couple of years himself with this, the material that they've put out. But something tells me, Tracy, there's just something that tells me this, and it, not that it matters to me personally whatsoever, that maybe you and Michael might be on the different political spectrums, might be on different spectrums <laughs> about a lot of things, yeah. How, how did that dynamic work? Because I love both of you guys, but there had to be some differences there. Well, I mean, we're just, everybody's different, aren't they? You know, I mean, um, you know, and, you know, speaking for Michael, his views and beliefs are his own. And I don't think he really crosses the boundary. You know, I mean, some people claim he does, but um when it comes to religion everybody's got their thing when it comes to you know political stuff this country's a fucking mess man you know what i mean <laughs> like so I, I i don't you know i like the way things are headed at the moment but nothing's getting fixed you know what i mean like some things will get better and hopefully some policies will come in that are common sense policies you know i mean just like updating to 2021 kind of things that that should happen like every other country in the world you know uh where 
the citizens are happy and not divided. Um, but at this point, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I live in Denmark half the time. So it's like, I don't have to hear about this shit when I'm over there. You know yeah, what I mean? You, you might have it figured out, my friend. That might be the way to go. I know our buddy Ryan Roxy lives in Sweden. There might be something about the beautiful fjords of, of, yeah, uh, of Europe. That's right. Um, this <laughs> seems like something that like in the eighties, you didn't know who voted for who or, or anything like that. Is this, was, that, was there a dynamic to that back in the day where you had these conversations with band members or is this something that's like manifested itself in the last 10, 20 years? Well, guys, now check this out. Um, I was really good friends with Eddie Van Halen. We used to play golf together and I don't remember what year it was, but it was whenever the little Ross Perot was running for president and Clinton was running for president. And I was probably, it was 90, 93, I guess, 92, 93. Yeah, I think 92. So I was, how old was I? I was 26 or 27. And I just liked Ross Perot. He had funny ears and he talked about <laughs> money, he right? That was his political, I, 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 I did not know how politics worked at all. But Eddie did. Eddie knew how it worked. Interesting. And, and him and Sammy were doing some fundraising for the Clinton campaign, you know? And he's like, you're voting for Clinton, right? And I go, nah, I'm gonna vote for that little guy, you know? He goes, no, 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 you don't understand, you know? And I didn't understand, you know? I had no idea what they, those guys were talking about. And, um, you know, so the night of that election comes and I guess they had been up partying, you know, cause Clinton won or whatever. And he calls me like at three in the morning, you know, wow. I'm like, you know, this is before cell phones. So, I mean, you know, it's the house phones, you know, I'm like, what the hell, you know? And I like, hello, you know, Hey, I'm like, Hey, what are you doing up? He goes, he goes, Clinton, you know, Clinton won, right? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. You know, I'm glad that worked out. He goes, you voted for him, right? I go, yeah, I, I go, I go, I didn't vote. I didn't end up voting. Yes, it's such a prick. You know, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> you know, so it was really <laughs> important to what I would consider adults, you know, and Eddie's like 12 years older than me or something. And it was really important to him. And it was really important to Sammy. You know, they were really steadfast that that, that was the right thing for the country. And, you know, and, it, and it, it worked out, you know, I mean, we had great economic growth during that time and, and things like that. But I never imagined that I would be so sensitive to, you know, uh, policy and, sure. but the exposure of racism and hate in our country is embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. You know, um, when my, my Danish friends, they, they've been telling me now for a couple of years, you know, like we really used to love the United States. You know, we all wanted to go there and, in bands and like you know it's so exciting and stuff like that now you got to remember denmark is pretty much a socialist you know democracy you know i mean it's like state run you know, you know my baby was born a year ago you know here's what the here's what the the bill looked like from the hospital you know it's like it's like oh here you know enjoy your baby you know it's a lot different um and it's a very calm uh community of people and they're relaxed, they're happy, they work, they're educated, they're healthy, all these things. 
And so when like this whole crazy thing kind of happened over here, you know, they were like, like, what happened? Like everybody asked me, like, you know, how'd that guy become president? Like, like, wow, you know, and then when we started having the, the riots associated with the protests, things got really scary. I live in Hollywood when I'm here. Mm-hmm. Hollywood looks like is hit with a bomb, like, like no joke. Like it's, this is a scary place to be. The only thing that I can relate it to is Rio de Janeiro, where they have mm. this um, real separation of economic structure, you know, so you have this favela, which looks like the Hollywood Hills, but covered in little white box houses, homes. And that's where the poor people live. That's where drugs are rampant and crimes rampant. And about two miles, you know, I guess south, you're driving on that road and there's like a five star golf country club, you know, and that's what L.A. feels like to me right yeah. now. You know, it's like a really bizarre mix and you know there's so many businesses that are out of business there's so many empty apartments you know and there's so many homeless people and this all just doesn't add up you know it's like it's like there's plenty of shelter for people why can't we help why can't we do this why can't we do that and i'm tired of asking you know it's, it's just like you know i got i have a personal life i, I live in two countries i have a child that lives in each country, you know, it's like, I make records, I do things. And, and it's just, I'm tired of this country being embarrassing to every other country, even the shittiest countries in the world are embarrassed by the actions that occur in this country. It's sad. Well, it has been, uh, it's been a crazy year for all of us, Tracy, man. And I, and I know that things are coming back. I think that there's, I try to look at glass half full. I do see a summer of, Maybe some hope ahead, some some tours and concerts ahead. Yeah. LA Guns back out there, man. That's gonna be great. So you gotta love that. Will, will you ever take for granted again standing on a stage, man? Yes. Well, <laughs> um, damn it. You know, I mean, you know, I'm at the point in my life where my interests have shifted. You know, um, I don't seek the glorification of being a rock god. I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? I'm more interested in continuing my 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 education with the guitar and with music and and writing music and that stuff performing's awesome and it's really awesome for the audience you know especially if the band's having a great night and we really connect with the audience but you know la guns was never that big so like i don't have the luxury of being a 55 year old man and you know going from catering to you know air-conditioned arena to this and that. I mean, it's a little bit brutal, you know. I mean, basically, you're on the bus, you know, 12, 15 hours a day, you know, and then you go play, and that's fun and and inspirational and all the things that that you want it to be. But you know, when you got a big family, I got a big family now, you know, and that's what's important to me. And, and all yeah. those days I'm away from the family those days that are lost, you know? And so like, that's really not to, not to sound like a bummed on touring or anything like that, but it's not my priority anymore. You know, it's not, um, I'm not, it's not my party. You know, it's not like, like I'm not sitting at home, you know, going, man, I'm going to party. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's just not there anymore. 
Well, with that said, uh, you're coming to Kansas City in September with Slaughter and everybody go get your oh, tickets now. No, we're not. Oh, we're not. That's probably the other band booked on some weird. God bill. Damn it. I mean, wh why would we open for Slaughter anyway? No, so, no, no. That's not yeah, how the bill no. was set. It was you yeah. on top. It oh. was you, Slaughter, and Puppet Show in that order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was all good. Um, well, so don't buy tickets to that show at Ameristar Casino because apparently it's not happening. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we do have some shows booked, um, but they're not until the end of November. And they're only, they're like kind of close to LA. And then we have a New Year's show at the Whiskey um and then we have the monsters of rock cruise in february and that's legit. right so everything else that we had booked you know from 2019 or whatever you well, know we have you know all these shows <laughs> one by one we've had to just take them down reschedule them of course and finally about a month ago we pulled everything down because it's just we had a lot of european dates and to do a european tour not one show can fall to the wayside because then it, it kills the budget. You know, we don't make a lot of money there. Sure. So we were holding on to some of these festivals and things we're doing over there, but then the little shows went away and we just had to cancel, you know? So, I mean, aside from that, um, the costs of transportation, hotel, mm -hmm. they've tripled since things started reopening now because people are trying to make up for losses. So, for us to tour, we have to make a ridiculous amount of money. And, you know, we make enough to tour in this scenario. I wouldn't make the kind of money I could make sitting at home giving guitar lessons. You know, I mean, I make bucks doing that. So it's like, you know, what do you do? You know, well, absolutely. And if you have had, if you're half a guitarist, if you're, uh, if you're, you know, if you're a virtuoso, if not, it doesn't matter. Go to Tracy tracy.net and you can uh, book a lesson yeah. and i yeah. you know i i was going to try to get you to do one for me real quick uh for for free but I, we're going to skip that today sure. because uh i am i'm a beginner so i got my guitar <laughs> exactly <laughs> right 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 <laughs> uh it's, it's, it's harmonic minor in the key of a okay <laughs> Okay, I I really just came to learn how to play "Smoke on the Water," Tracy. Oh, okay. Where's that? I... <laughs> yeah, that one's for That's, free. That was, folks, Tracy.net, and you get more of that. Um, I love it, man. That's awesome. Uh, so you know, when it comes to the music, I, I will say this: I don't I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because what I will say is, since you and 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 Phil got back together since this whole beautiful thing reformed back in 17 two wonderful albums well received great stuff missing piece the devil you know another one on the way couple live yeah. albums and a live album coming out that <laughs> there's a dynamic here that is sure. uh it, it is combustible it is it is it, it works i tell you the best show that i've probably seen in the last four years I took my girlfriend to see you guys at the Brass Mug in Tampa, one of my favorite venues, by the way, in the country. Nice. Bag of a venue, it was awesome. You guys in Butterside and like in uh, sure. eighteen, best show I've seen in the last in the last three or four years. So there's something here that works. That's right. What That's what right. is it that works about this marriage, man? Uh, you know, you can't put your finger on. It. We can't put our finger on it. It's but we knew the first time we rehearsed, like in. 
2013 or 14, Phil and I got asked to do uh, an anniversary party for Hard Rock Cafe in Las Vegas. And we put a band together and we showed up to rehearse and there was that sound, you know, with Phil singing and me playing. And it's just, we both looked at each other like, wow, you know, that's a familiar sound that, you know, you haven't heard. And that's really it, you know, but I mean, I also think that with, within LA Guns music, having an identifiable voice like Phil's, you know, it's like, I can kind of do whatever I want. And as long as he's writing and singing on it, it sounds like LA Guns. So that kind of makes me not strangulated into like one style all the time. You know, I can go here and there as well, well like Sunbomb, you know, it's like so focused, you know, it's like, it's yeah. like this is what it is. LA Guns is different than that. And, you know, we, I hate using the word experiment, but we definitely take liberties with the music and direction here and there, you know, while still maintaining the no mercies on every album, you know, there's, right. always, <laughs> there's always that. Yeah. Um, and Checkered Pass, that's coming up in, in yeah. November, man. Um, what, what do you feel like, you know, in the last year, just, I mean, this is kind of one of those vague questions I wind up asking people that are releasing new music, but the last year and pandemics and no touring, has that kind of given you the time and like to, to hammer all this stuff out and, and we're ready to roll in November? Is that? Kind of, I mean, we, you know, given all that time, we missed our deadline, you know? So it was kind of, it got hectic for a minute. Um, I had the whole album written just like the Sunbomb record. I had the, all the music written. Ace had contributed a song that we finished and Johnny Martin contributed a song called Cannonball. And we had all the music done and for a year, for a year. That's how far we had gotten. Like it was done, three vocals. Yep. And, and Phil was like, well, what's the hurry guys? You know I mean? We're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, because he's, he, you know, God bless his heart. You know, he doesn't understand how the label works and how they sell to distributors and distributors want release dates and land gets paid in it. Sure. So it's a thing, it's a business thing. And so I worked out a deal with the label to like release this live record you just talked about, yeah. this loaded live. Yes. You know, the distributors needed product because they had LA guns on their sheet. You know what I mean? So we had to deliver something. And we got lucky with the cocked and loaded recording because I didn't even know that we had done a proper recording of that show. It was a live stream. And, um, but that worked out and then it allowed us more time to finish checkered past, you know, it, it gave us from now from instead of turning in November one, 2020, now we had till March 30th of 2021. So Phil got his act together. He finished recording. And then, um, then I got it all back. And before it went to Adam to mix it, I was able to kind of push things around a little bit and, and record some, some stuff and kind of get it together. It's a, it's a great record, man. I, if you're an LA Guns fan, it's a great yeah, record. Yeah, I am. And I have no doubts. Excited for that November coming up. Frontiers, man, they're, they're the, they're the best record label going. They, they give an outlet to so many wonderful bands, yeah, new and yeah, old. And I love yeah. them for that. Absolutely, man. They, 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 they basically keep me employed year round doing all kinds That's of awesome. stuff. Um, it is awesome. 
Okay, so we're gonna have fun with this one because you know Blabbermouth is gonna take this interview and they'll they'll pick out a couple times where you're, you know you said uh, something you know something uh, salacious or whatever. So instead of me asking you about the lawsuit with uh, with uh, your your buddy Steve Riley, you give me the Blabbermouth headline of what you would want <laughs> to say. The blabbermouth headline. Yeah. Instead of a question, you give me the blabbermouth headline of what you would want from an interview with Tracy Guns about the the lawsuit. <laughs> uh, Tracy Guns gives the finger to the system. I don't know. <laughs> I was just trying to have fun with it. Everybody else is going to say ask you the question straight out. I just tried to have right, fun. Right, no, right. I like it. I like it. I put oh. you on the spot there. Tracy and Guns has new baby. Has to sue former drunk. <laughs> That was great. That's a good one. That's the headline. And this is how it should be. This is LA Guns as I know. This is what I want. So you, you, this is, it's gone in the right direction. I love it. Okay. Before we let you go, uh, final four drum roll, four quick questions. Comes to mind. Uh, first one is uh, I'm going to put you on the spot again because I wanted to see, test your kind of memory from uh, 1991. Uh, LA Guns had an album out called Hollywood Vampires. There was a song on that album that was in a major motion picture soundtrack in 91. What was the song? And have you seen the movie? The song was, um, it's not going to be the answer that you think it's going to be. The, the movie was Ladybugs. And the, oh. song, and the song was fuck. what song is in ladybugs that's right that's like from the uh that, How's that? that's it. wild obsession what well, yeah that's crazy. Wild obsession was in ladybugs but no over the edge was in point so, break so right. you just you just put one over on me and that's uh you you wow you win that one okay um, I, I never did drugs bro i remember <laughs> shit god usually i catch people with stuff like that um so what's the last concert you attended as a fan Ooh, wow what's the last concert i attended as a fan most people can't remember if you know that's how long it's been so it's <laughs> yeah that's that's the corrects who's a a local band in uh Aarhus where i live in denmark sweet I, they played at a record store right across the street from my in-laws house and it was awesome that was the last concert i went to dude that that uh Mine was about to be Kiss. I was on my way to Tulsa and the world shut down like March 12th and it was just over. So mine's wow. not Kiss anymore because it ended. Um, what is the first album you remember buying with your own money or stealing? The first record that I bought was on my own, with my own money. There was two. I bought them at the same time. It was... Uh, Motorhead, No Sleep Till Hammersmith, and Scorpion's Animal Magnetism. Sweet. Oh, I love Animal Magnetism. But I had a, a, an incredible record collection before that because both my parents were musicians to some degree. And all my friends, that's what I got. Like, I didn't pay for an album until I was like 13 or 14. So like all the records I got, I gotten for like birthday presents, Christmas presents, sure, like that, you know. Because my first, the first record I ever had that I ever listened to was uh, Susie Q, 
uh, I, I had Susie Q by by uh, the good version, the later version. Um, Creedence Clearwater. So I had Susie Q, and then I also had Smoking in the Boys' Room by Brownsville Station. Those are my first two forty fives. I remember them. Um, you uh, tweeted about this recently, but if no one, if if our audience doesn't follow you on Twitter or whatever, you have to say what uh, will be said at your funeral. It was really I, I laughed. <laughs> there'll, there'll be a journalist there. They'll say, you know, did anybody ask him what Axl Rose was like? A British journalist, apparently. That's yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be, a... <laughs> dude. Tracy, uh, you're awesome, man. Thank you so much. And uh, best of luck with Sunbomb, everybody. Go check it out. Man, the, the socials are blowing up. Everybody's talking about this new Sunbomb record. I'm such a fan of, of Michael and Tracy. Both of you guys uh, rock. Thanks so much, man. Take her easy. A pleasure. Thank you very much, man. You bet. Thank you. Huge thanks to Tracy. I want everybody to check out the new Sunbomb album. It is available on all digital platforms. Hit up, uh, look all the information up uh, on Sunbomb's Facebook page. And uh, also LA Guns, the new album, which we talked to Tracy about. Um, it is Checkered Past and the new live album, Cocked and Loaded Live, out July 9th via Frontiers Music. And we kind of had some fun there. Uh, Tracy played a little guitar. That was an awesome, fun, high energy interview. One of the most that I can remember in recent times. That was awesome. First timer, Tracy Guns here on the road to rock. And we are just springboarding here into the summer months. And it's going to be a tremendous summer. Uh, it's my favorite time of year. Everybody knows that about me. Going to be on the road traveling a lot. And the interviews guys are piling up. I can't keep up with them. It's going to be great. In fact, my first show back from uh, all this pandemic stuff is going to be uh, June 26th. It's going to be Sticks and Collective Soul. What a marriage that is. I'm all for it. I'm all about it. And it's going to be uh, in Missouri, like at the Ozarks Amphitheater. Actually, I haven't decided if I'm going to go to that show or the night before, June 25th in Kansas City. So one of those two shows will be my first show uh, in, in many, many months. So looking much forward to that. And to commemorate that, coming up on next week's show, going to be visiting with two members uh, you know, from this tour. So I'm going to have Lawrence Gowan from Styx. going to be joining us to talk about their new album, which is going to be uh, coming out here very soon and also going to be joined by none other than Dean Rowland from Collective Soul. Both going to be talking about this tour, this collaboration, Sticks and Collective Soul doing several dates here this June and July and before both bands kind of go on to do their own thing. So next week it's not one but two guests and they are only going to keep coming from there guys. So thank you. Please hit us up on our website roadtorockpodcast.com where you can get all the information uh, and keep up to date with our interviews. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Not only that, uh, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Tell a friend. Let them know that the interviews, if you want to hear an interview, always appreciate the feedback. So Road to Rock Pod on Twitter. Just search On the Road to Rock with Clint Schweitzer on Facebook. And we have got your back. Love the interaction. Always appreciate it, guys. We will see you next week right here on the Road to Rock.